Okay, so I'll, I'll do this. Okay, first of all, let's say KPIs for me. It's a community, right? So there's a lot more people like me that are working in this community. For me, there's maybe three, don't come to me, first of all, which is more important. If you're not optimistic, okay, as a characteristic, um, I'm not the person to work with. Welcome to our series entitled The I Am Podcast, a podcast about innovation, business, and most importantly, people. In this series, we'll be talking to founders, executives, and various experts about their vision, challenges, best practices, and lessons learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am very excited. Welcome to another episode of the I Am Podcast. Today, we have the founder at M51 Entrepreneur Labs, Israeli tech investor, entrepreneur, Ronan Manipaz. Hello, Ronan. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm very excited. Finally, how about you? I'm, 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 I'm great. I love the ambience of the... the um the uh, um, tree behind you or like it's like it it calms things down so I'm happy to be here um, and I'm all yours yes yes okay so for those who don't know you but I know you uh, a lot of people know you I'd love you to give us a brief background of your expertise your your experience and your passion who's grown in hey so um, I am a as metaphorically speaking, a conductor of symphonies. My skill is just, you know, being the idiot with the stick, but everybody at the end of the day, some someone needs to organize all the different egos of uh, talents that's there. And that sadly means I'm usually the entrepreneur that manages entrepreneurs. So um, what I am is um, a stubborn person where, who couldn't get a job and got thrown out of every 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 uh, high school. And um, as a need, I needed to um, make myself places to work at, and um, and and heat and, and solve my own problems. And um, I failed enough to make it methodic. And um, I feel now that I'm like in my microcosmos, like a god, because my superpower now is. If there's something that I want to do and I can imagine it, I can probably do it. And if you want to actually challenge me to that, the thing that I hate most is someone says, you can't do that. And I promise you, if I still have health and no time, I'll do it just out of spite because I really, 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 really believe that the world now is um, making things complicated that are simple. And I'm not unique. And I really think that this decentralization as a concept is easier than blockchain. And I really think that people have to work 51% more than any competitor and they'll be fine. And at the end of the day, everybody has a superpower as a characteristic. Someone needs to tell that so they believe in it. And what I do is I invest actively, not passively. And I work with incredibly talented rock stars indeed annoying people exactly like me head stubborn even themselves and uh these are the employees so they are, they don't have a platform to work in that organizes and gives that kind of um structure where i say we're the steroids to dna and i have the luxury of giving them what i wished i had and i would have less pains 
and I'm so happy um, to have just even a few of them or those companies and showing them that they could scale, they don't have to exit and they don't have to fight and, um, and, and challenging that and getting better and more mature, I hope. Um, but in, 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 you know, right now it's a great run and I just hope uh, it continues and we're doing our job. Yes. Okay. Why? I mean, why are you helping entrepreneurs? Do you think there's a problem with uh, how they are formulating their ideas or their value proposition? What's what's wrong or what's where's the need? So it's, it's very simple. First of all, I'm doing it for profits. Why? These are the best HR that people miss out in the whole world. Okay. If you know how to solve some very difficult issues in a corporate world, and I know this because I am one of those difficult people, <laughs> not in a sense that I'm difficult or in, like annoying, but there it's a different kind of animal. There are farmers, there's hunters, there's different kind of skill sets. These people, if you know how to work with, they are world changers. They are innovators. They, they and, and I say this world. It could be a micro world. Like I haven't solved the hunger in, in you know, in Africa. Like no one's trying to say that. But they 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 challenge things. And without these innovators, okay, without these challenges of business, competition doesn't get better. They don't. Products don't get better. Things don't get better. And if there's no annoying person to say that's not there's not one way to do that. There wouldn't be a Gucci. There wouldn't be a. Uh, Uh, Walmart because everybody would do the economics of the average and be everybody would be average so uh, these people are first, first of all because it's interesting for me because it's fun for me because I feel their pain and it was a pain in the ass to to fail so much and to learn the hardware where no one in my opinion they only believed in me very later okay and and to be that is something that makes me um, emotional each time so it's for me And it's very profitable if, uh, if it succeeds. So far, so good. And on the other sense, it gives me a sense of value because on Maslow, once you pass the sense of survival mode, you always look for what's your impact. So I feel that impact because I feel that I know that impact and it proves to myself that that's the only way I could see in the mirror that I, I, I built something that is a job because if I go say my CV, you would say, okay, this like what, like, what exact who you did this and that but what and so that explains to me and i'm getting feedback that i still have that godly magic um that's it so it's for me and i hope it impacts well for others yeah okay so i'm, I'm curious like you said yes you talk with founders innovators you know entrepreneurs so they're the brightest so what is the most difficult conversation you have ever been to Oh, okay, so you know how you you're little and your dad says after sports you have to stretch. Mm. You're like dad, yeah, come on, okay. And I don't know, I don't know how old you are, but I am in the age where that would be really smart. I would be it really helped me now on the long term, okay. Feeling like a douche, older person, saying things that are so true knowing that I would not understand it then and letting go and being passive and seeing those mistakes in men because there's no other way and I tried it differently and entrepreneurs were like they're you have to understand they don't do it they think they do it for the money but that means they have no idea they do it for a lot more than that okay 
like a lot more. There's people who don't know they're even entrepreneurs. They do it for a lot more and what makes them tick. So if you take around their freedom and creativity, like a Mustang horse, if you tell them what to do, okay? This is the exact opposite of what's happening. So when you invest in them, you have to understand, okay? If you take them in the maturity level where things, you know how it simulates and comes out just because you were there, okay? And you don't control it, okay? You have to take the buffer of that mistake and everything and sit beside and this i'm actually thanking my dad because i only appreciate it really late in life life the hardest thing to do when i have children if my my kid is like has a tantrum you just have to be there and not solve his problem and that is the most difficult thing to do because you look like you don't care right you, mm. you don't want to okay and it's also your money and it's also your name and it's also your stuff but the, you have to fight it through if you believe in these people and being passive is crazy hard i'm getting much better at it but it for me as a problem solver and, and an empower it's the weirdest feeling okay because i don't mind about credit that's not the problem the problem is physically just not doing a mistake like yeah like a big one like getting in a party selling a company i don't know whatever and 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 believing that they will notice on the marathon that it's not that you didn't care you did it for them without saying it for me that is the hardest thing ever to do and it's sort of saying 50/50 or appreciates it or sees you as a dick but anything else you do exactly like my father uh would actually not work and it would blow up in your face or you would act like you're helping and doing it and then you're just doing a journey that's not honest and for me that that was a really big challenge like i i it's uh those are really hard discussions for me Okay, uh, by the way, how many entrepreneurs are you helping with? Uh, how are you helping right now? Okay, helping not uh, because I'm saying this, how many am I working from and Fortune. making money and and helping them succeed? I do have nonprofit organizations with entrepreneurs. That's fine. I said that, but uh, but it, it's a very it's a real business. So, helping them, I'm saying it's mm-hmm. sort of like Jerry is saying help me help you. So, um how many? We have 14 companies right now that are are um either IPO'd, either um scaled or profitable or you know they're their own culture meaning physically they pass the thing where I'm actively on on in a active position they're already out of the the um, they have their own culture and stuff like that so it's after the POC stage uh we usually do the seed round A round B so that probably means that are after round B it doesn't usually the KPIs are either they have a valuation or profitable so they're very successful and i'm very proud of them they're in different niches they do we do only things that we understand it and have impact on but they're in diverse businesses which is cool it's like knowing it's like good at sports with a different ball so it's uh, it's great for us to already say that we thoughtfully did that and we worked with on the hub itself uh 100 or more that um about 15 are now in that stage and the rest are uh not successful and uh finished off because we have a plc stra- uh, strategy um that that we we test we test the business together mm-hmm. and then just make the subsidization because we want to actually have impact so it's not a negotiation but it's a real test case because what you if you understand an entrepreneur is 
the hardest thing about being a manager, one of the hardest, is you start with an idea, it's 100% yours. That's it. Now, to make it succeed, you have to give everything away. And it's called, for me, I have a word for it, it's entrepreneurial tragedy, because it's like sad, but if you don't get in love with the potential, one the, the percentile of having a business is higher, and you always have to work on that method. So for us, I found a trick that we do a piece POC where we say, so let's agree if we have this impact, this valuation, this money, this money, and then we make the deal. So when I say failure, it's either a failure that the match wasn't good, or they didn't get let go of that petition they didn't agree upon, or it was just a failure. So a lot of POCs through that, that didn't work. Interesting. So what happens after that? Like you say, okay, this is not going to work. So what happens to them? What happens to you? It's the opposite. What didn't happen? What happened is we agreed upon um, um, a value as a passive investor on what we invested in, or uh, they have to give it back on, on something or let it go as a whole. It's a risk of us. And nothing happened because we didn't formulate that to the deal and we just let go. So that's the funny thing. They didn't lose anything, okay? And I hope they helped out. And the reason we do that is also not because we're just nice. Just because one, we that's if we it works, then we have a marathon deal because we understand each other, we have trust, we built communication, we know they have impact, no one has to sell. Two, we get to know them, it's easier to visions. Three, which is the most important thing, this is how we market. You have to understand to hire an entrepreneur or to work with an entrepreneur, it's not like they're walking. They're always doing something. So either they're in work right now or they're failing or they're succeeding or they're, there's really small moments because the ones that are a long time in the market, you know, that kind of says something, but there's really small moments when you have that. And we're very, we've, we don't like politics. So we want to be enough investor till we go to the next stage so we don't invest our time always in like pitching 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 but we invest the time in getting it strong so we like to be self-reliant so our marketing strategy is trying to work with them even if it isn't because word to mouth we want to be top of mind so if we're the approachable guys that there's no price of just trying right then why not okay and there's a lot of people i have to say that because of brutal honesty they say no we can do better whatever no 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 and shamefully, I don't have any ego and it's even fun not being the mistress because they do that roundabout and they come back and then they understand that, you know, that's being passive again. They understand that what is true and is not true, what they believe or not. And they, and I didn't have to say, but I'm great because, okay. And there's people who said no, and they did a better deal, which is also fine because more importantly, I want people to want to work with me. Uh, that's instead of going, you know, forcing them, which is less my style and I'm too Canadian to do that. Okay. So yes, you're an enabler. You love to empower people. You help them uh, find what's different, what's unique in them, right? Um, the reason why they do what they do. So how do you do that? Do you have a certain process or like take us through like a sneak peek of what will happen if we go to you? Okay. So I'll do this. Okay. First of all, let's say KPIs for me, it's a community, right? So there's all more people like me that are working in this community. For me, there's maybe three don't come to me, first of all, which is more important. If you're not optimistic, okay, as a characteristic, um, I'm not the person to work with. Okay. I, I don't mind having a lot of problems, but if there's a problem, then we can, if you come with a few solutions, let's say, okay, and they're not good, 
but you're optimistic and we work together. I can work. I can't, I can't be your psychologist because I, I may need one myself. So physically, I, I have to work with people. Uh, an entrepreneur is someone who has problems all the time because it's, it's, just, it's just one big problem. Because if it wasn't a problem, they didn't solve anything. So it starts as a problem. Now, you never have money. You never have this. You're never Nike in the first day. It doesn't matter. So it's a problem. I can't all day okay, give optimism and pick up motivational conversations. I have to have people who believe in what they're doing. Okay, they like the people around them and they're optimists, believing people. For me, it's a no-go. It doesn't matter what kind of idea I have. Two, I can't work with people who love potential more than they like what they're due. Because the idea is, I can't say I'm a maximized leader guy, but I'm a statistically really big creator of indefinitely. If you have an idea and I'm committed to it, I promise you that I'll work the hardest in the world to so have that idea become. And 99% of the time, just because I'm humble not to say more, it will be that. What happens later, I don't know. I'm very responsible on my work. So on the second note is, if you love potential more than you like a business, go to someone else to maximize the deal. I love what I do and I want the business and I want it to behold because at least then I'm standing there proudly because I believe in what I'm doing more than I believe in the business so I can make another business. So don't get a love and potential. It's hard. Three, I can't work with people internally oversell. Okay. So uh, like if you don't think you're enough as a human being, okay. Um, um, I, I sort of see that on, on, uh, on, on trust, which is sort of the fourth thing. I'm going to add one because there's another thing, uh, uh, accountability more than micromanagement. If you're an entrepreneur, you say you do things. I don't care how you do it. I don't care if it's in a minute. I don't care now, but you say no, if you can't say yes. I want to see you try the hardest to do it, do it because I didn't, you know, I told you a conductor, it's a stupid man in the stick. I don't care how you look. I don't care how it's done. But if you say it, okay, I don't want to micromanage because then you're a worker. Those are the four things. Then what is the process? So the process is this, you pitch the idea. Now we are not passive investors. I'm not great at passively investing. Okay. I'm good at investing in what I know is self-reliantly and worst case scenarios for me. So what in the impact I have. So I hear the idea. I understand that I have, or we have, whoever's there, impact in that specific idea. We sit together after the pitch and we see what kind of strategies and fallbacks and stuff like that to take that DNA and scale. So we know that no one's going to say, or not for the feel that we're just people investing money because being an investor is really boring. Okay, we have impact in that and we want to like what we're doing. And internally, there's going to be someone like me saying, I'm responsible for that. I can see that there's a problem on the finance or in the, um, the automation, the automation of the product. I'm great at that. I'm building a plan. I'm going to take that CTO. This is the person who probably did IPOs and exits that position on the POC station. I need you guys to believe in me, not the entrepreneur, that if I close the deal X, Y, Z, okay, you'll put in this amount and then self-reliantly, okay, I'll be accountable for the, the project till it is profitable, till it whatever. And then you're not allowed to take more than two projects like that as the community. And then we go to the entrepreneur and we say, listen, first stage POC, we're going to invest. I'm plug numbering here, so don't get it like $1 million on checking out if this impacts your business, if you like it, 
okay? This is not the position. We're not going to talk about the the potential, but what we are going to say is if it goes to shit, okay, you don't want to do it. How do we manage the outspace so we know that how the divorce looks like? And then we do we say potentially um, if it succeeds, if it's doesn't, if it's middle, if it's stuff like anything that's not catastrophe and or you don't not wanting, okay, what's the impact delivery that you would feel convenient with and amount of money as a benchmark? We sign sign is actually saying we take a mail and say is that okay if it happens and successful and everything and it's your choice and whatever then we start working then we take that next time we sit with him and if we see that the person is see this is the problem i'm going to say this because i'm going to i'm such a lesson for idiots like me when i was younger and some people that come if you because if for some if for us to do that okay no matter what he learns he studies he does and stuff like that if he pivots out or doesn't honestly answer okay something close to the idea and suddenly he says okay i have a different he doesn't say this but i have a different investor now i can go to him or whatever like something definitively if we feel the weasel part we're we're out doesn't matter what he has and the thing is because we're very respectful of impact but we have nothing to prove we just want to because we're building trust because the thing about entrepreneurs is we're divas so the thing is we don't want you to take anything we like the glam we want to feel that we own it we have a grudge or something that we want to make we feel this pressure that we have to deliver something it's not even external it's internal to ourselves and the thing is if you don't respect others respecting that okay you don't have the values so the poc is really important okay forget about the million dollars could be one thousand could be whatever depends on the cake on the commitment on the other side but we only talk about the bad experience good experiences at the end where there's no selling there's talking about truth flaws and truth and then when you finish that and we're ongoing truthfully we probably hit the kpis pretty fast because we already proved the dna and then it's your company and we actually become kind of passive although we hate being passive so we'll probably help you however possible because then the you know it starts being fun even more so that's it but it's his choice her choice okay so tell me wow that's a lot tell me about the power of community how has it changed you how has it changed entrepreneurs the thing about the community is not the axis it's the values and ambiance and this i can say for sure I, there was a time where I was very, um, I was probably, I say it's this, single, and I didn't own all my confidence. So the glam side was really, really important as a mass community, being a gigantic, whatever known person. There was that time. When I owned it more confidently, then that changed to not spending energy on people, not that they're not important or something, but they 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 i have to work very hard because of the chemistry and values to connect with them and doesn't mean they're not awesome okay but it means on the community side i'll give you an example if i would be in a community of for vegans and i eat meat it would and i love the people it would be really hard for me and i would force it so the thing about a community is community is sort of saying like a relationship what you're looking for 
is that you don't have to have a lot of effort for people to understand uh, clearly what it is to be part of it. You want to be a part of it because it makes you feel that you have a lot of common denominator and and you rely and you and you relying on them as a family and a structure of base where if you have to put priorities the community is is about the same values of yourself meaning your interest like you're pushing a community because it is your interest and that is for me when i got sort of like that because there's always problems with that sort of like that because you know then it's my friend it's my you know it's hard um when we, so that's why it has to be logical i have to say the best thing about the community is exactly the last sentence i said if you get to the interest of pushing a community which is your interest meaning i'm proud of it i'll give you an example let's say it's not a community but virgin okay you're so proud of it the roi you get is feedback not money but if you get all the interests aligned and you know it's in your interest and it's good in your life and you believe in those values it's not it's not great it's the most awesome thing in the world okay because it's impossible to break okay meaning that that gives the longevity that me i'm useless i'm in the bahamas and it's not a money thing you know that you can rest a little bit you know you, there's something there that is more valuable than any offering or anything else and by the way you know that your stuff is worth something okay because mm-hmm. it's worth giving up other things so that is the great part and by the way it markets the hell out of it because if it's cool then it and it's not accessible okay which is the hard place to get to it's amazing okay so it's really values that you get okay so remember I have to remember i manage these things what do they get that's a different questions you remember i'm 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 over there i'm going to get yeah. different i have job those jobs they get access to communities of people whoever are the investors themselves these are people that for sure either went through this exact same thing and succeeded or you know or the investors or exits that i work with and community and invest with them and stuff like that that take active time in that so they get extremely passionate people that already did successes but don't have ego they want to work inside those companies and work with these people for me it would be if i was mature enough then it would be like my end goal amazing wow and unbelievable secondly they get all the money for for all stages meaning we're us one we're saying it'll be self-reliant till we want to go out or fail okay so they get quietness and and they get sensibility to all our network marketing and technology so that's on their side and we don't close the deal okay until we prove our worth so it's kind of an easy offering right so on, yeah. on that side yeah okay 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 so cool you also um you created you wrote an article about the five intangible intangible skills to develop as an entrepreneur so i'd like you to talk about each of them like briefly can you still remember oh, them okay i'll say this intangible tangibles you can't remember because they're intangible <laughs> tangible but what if there's a, like if there's i'd rather you choose choose okay. uh, one or two that, uh, that I can go through because I I talk a lot. Okay, sure, I will because I also did a poll on LinkedIn and I think you chose empathy. So first talk to us about empathy. What? Why empathy. is it important? Yeah, why is it a good skill to develop for entrepreneurs? 
Okay, so this is the thing. Sorry, the world. Let me start on the basis. My basis is this: mm. concepts in the world are made from simple things and not complicated things. No matter if you're looking at e equals mc square. So empathy. Let's talk about what is the intangible here. Empathy is like a um, characteristic, right? Yep. The thing is, what is empathy as a superpower? Empathy, what it gives you, is the the perspective, knowing the perspective of someone else, okay, and knowing how to make someone happy, okay, um, and being sensitive enough to know when all's good is not all's good, and what are you doing that affecting someone else, no matter if it's lending him two dollars and the way you lend it, and the idea is what is the superpower here? The superpower, this position of the person, if he's very empathetic, he either knows how to be beside someone else and empower him, meaning a great coacher, status supervisor, manager, because he will be a people person. If he's empathetic, he will be great in negotiations. Maybe not the closer, but understanding what will work and not work instead of guessing, right? And third, he would be very trustworthy. Okay, as a person. That is objective to the situation because empathetic people are very sensitive. So if he's beside that idea, he will know how to translate not emotionally those those types of things as a consultant. So those tangibles are very unique if you use them and you empower them. And that's actually, if you notice that, that's what I really believe in. Those empathet, empath, empathy is a profession, not a characteristic, and it's not a lawyer, right? You know what I mean? Like you don't have to study law. In my opinion. Okay. Next is communication. How can you better communication? How can you relate or connect with people? Okay, communication is a great profession as a as a characteristic, because again, if I have someone that's very communicative, forget about VPs and schmeepies. What is he doing? One, he knows how to be be different in the communication. Meaning, there are people that like to. Um, like a, like let's call it chameleon communication. There are people who like to have brief messages, executive summaries. There's people who like the percentile of listening more than talking. There's people who like active communication. There's people who like spicy. Like think about a copywriter as a communicator or a PR person. There's a style of communication that if he's good at communication, he can change that. Okay, and communicate better. And by the way, put an empathetic empathetic person beside a communicator. You have a deal, okay? Because if you think about it, the idea is the communicator. He's saying, "Listen, I think he's interested in this." If he communicates, because communicate again on the psychic side, which is most of relationship. Think about saying the wrong thing. Just you know, the same idea. Like I'll give you an example. Saying, "Listen, you know, I know you're cheap, so let's. I'll take you off one hundred dollars. One hundred dollars, okay? Now the, the the idea is the same thing, right? We know he's cheap. We know the one hundred dollars is going to close him. A good communicator would say, "Listen, me and you, okay, same type, okay. I know that this will cost the dream. I respect it really much. I think you had such a smart idea. Take one hundred dollars less, because the communicator would say, 'I'm going to close this and not make a mistake, right? Because the communication means it doesn't mean I'm dissing myself. He'll actually like me more, okay. And so it's mm -hmm. not an ego, and it's going to close the deal." Maybe the first one will, but a good computer will never hack that. So the profession would be 
Actually, that on that side would be anything to do with either people marketing, and it would be a waste to put it inside a computer, and that's a profession. Right. Okay. Creativity. Okay. Creativity. By the way, Albert Einstein said, "Creativity is um, uh, our intelligence having fun." So, creativity is this for me. Okay. Is someone who is creative. Most probably, he can be an entrepreneur. This is a skill set. The skill set is problem solving. Let's understand this. If you're creative, you find creative solutions or creative ideas or creative differentiations or creative things that are not normal pass. Okay, you're a weirdo, but in a good way. It means you don't you you can't take things and think about them differently. Why do you need to shake them up? These are people. That are on the vision side. There are people who you need to solve problems when when you have those loops. And they're, they forget about how cool it is on the creative side. What it is is it happens in any kind of problem solution. And the more they do on width, they have to have a width at a macro level because the more they do, they can combine and connect things in a better way. So these are people from advisory boards to consultants to entrepreneurs, CEOs. Okay, more than I would give it to CTOs and anything else because uh, this, I, if I give a metaphor of a body, then with a heart, if it if it goes too fast or too slow, you die. So you need someone who doesn't like glam, but every day is in that position, managing CTOs, whatever CFO. A mind would be the creative side. For me, it would be sometimes you go to sleep, sometimes it's a bad idea. But if you don't have blood, you can't tell the arm to move. Okay, so the brain is less important. Okay, for just having a business. But if there's a problem, the heart won't help you. So these people are actually those um, those X factor people. Okay, which I think is very as a professional entrepreneur. Okay, would be somewhat comfortable or a uh, external consultant looking on the micro level. Okay, so is being is being creative an innate thing, or how do you hone that? How do how do you become better? So, not sorry, sorry for marketing my podcast. It's not that yours is amazing. I also have one called Real Life Superpowers. And the thing what is annoying to me is um, I grew up with everybody saying it's complicated and thinking that I'm dumb because everybody told me that. And the thing is, when you hone it, the most important thing is first of all having one person either to believe in it or proving to yourself that it is something. And so knowing you have that that characteristic and owning it that you're a little bit unique, better at that specifically, is like 90% of the idea. Because people hone things that they think they may have, whatever. And then they go consult with people and there's two kind of, most 90% are two kinds of consultants. One that gives you advice just to show that he's amazing. And the other one is showing you what to feel for because he doesn't have the guts to do it. She, whatever. And then there's a few good ones. So the thing is this, before honing it, own it. So if you think you have something, just check it out, check it out. Check. If you own it, you'll believe in it, you'll focus on it, trust me, you do not need to hone anything because the, everybody has a superpower. Collectively, everybody needs one of those unique powers. They all have a place in the world. It doesn't matter what your profession is. So just know what you feel a little more comfortable with. It'll hone itself because you're already better than the other competitors. Wow, cool. 
own it before you hone it. Okay, please invite them on your podcast. Yes, you do have it. Su- Real Life Superpowers Podcast. Yes, sir. Um, yes, and the idea is the same thing. I'm actually, you know, one big loop because at the end of the day, I enjoy and believe in our paramount and believe it or not, I'm still, especially when I had kids, I'm the, the thing that I'm most proud of is that um, I, I'm, I'm doing what I wished I had, okay? And I don't care if someone appreciates it or not, but I really enjoy seeing that I actually own uh, that characteristic and talent and I'm doing it in the journey and the style where I don't have to have to do things all day to prove it and I can be myself. And that's what I really want other people to be because um, today with all the things I was there, the Instagram and whatever and stuff like mm-hmm. that, just it's a lot of work not me yourself and it's really convenient to do that and everybody's has that superpower and that's that podcast so realize superpowers we just want to find with incredibly talented rich whatever people not their success and how they did it but what is their superpower maybe you have it as well and then you know it and you wait you own it you own it till you own it or whatever <laughs> yes we'd love to listen to that yes the real life superpowers Thank you very much for your time, Ronan. Awesome. Thanks. And I think it was uh, long enough so your tree grew. <laughs> this podcast is powered by iomops.io. Optimize your cloud infrastructure and CICD process with iomops.io dedicated DevOps team. Check out www.iomops.io and get a DevOps team now. Make sure to check out www.iomops.io if you want to know more about us. Subscribe to our podcast so you can get notified every time we post a new video. Thank you and you have a great day.